0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be back with another episode of Rewarding Conversations as I am joined by Kim of the Instagram strong underscore self love. Thank you, Kim, for joining.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad we could do this. Um, I met you through, or I should say I started following you through Mason, Mason. Um, which is Advocate for Crohn's, which we had a really great conversation um, a bunch of episodes ago. It's it's wild how quickly this starts happening and how quickly you get into so many episodes of things, which is really fun. But I saw your page and I just really, really love um, the content that you put out. I love your approach to being somebody who is very honest and very open and very um, you know, direct about you know what goes on in your life and how you feel about things, and you seem to really be an advocate for people. Um, you you identify as a motivational speaker, so I definitely want to talk about that, which is great. Um, but um, you're kind of you know your handle strong underscore self love, and then on your Instagram you say autoimmune disease warrior. So right off the bat, let's talk about that. What autoimmune disease um, are you referring to?
1: So I have scleroderma and Raynaud's. Which um they're my first diagnosis when I was diagnosed at twelve. And uh at twenty one I was diagnosed with APS, which is anti phospholipid syndrome, and that caused me to have two strokes at twenty one. So I felt really down. So I started I, I said, you know what, this is a second chance at life and I'm gonna make the best of it. <laughs>
0: I love that. That's amazing. Um, I mean, not that that happened to you, but yeah. that you, you <laughs> turned it into a, a positive for you. I think a lot of people quit, they give up, they say, well, this is the, the hand that I've been dealt and there's, you know, it won't get better than this and that, you know, things are awful. Uh, but you've really kind of turned that on its head and said, like, how can I use this as a way to help other people or to show people that, you know, um, you know, things can be okay. Things can get better. You know, you can be strong. You can push forward. So uh, talk talk a little bit about, um, if you don't mind, um, your different autoimmunes. Like you said, scleroderma, and then you mentioned um, an, another one that started with an R. I didn't fully catch what that was. So tell the audience out there that maybe doesn't know what those things are. What What do those autoimmune diseases do?
1: So scleroderma is a skin tightening autoimmune disease. Um, and then I have Raynaud's, which is lack of blood circulation to the outer extremities. So because I have both of those, I lost, um, seven fingers total. I actually used to play violin with these hands, believe it or not. Uh Um, and APS, as I mentioned was antiphospholipid syndrome, which it creates blood clots, like your own body just produces them. So I'm on a blood thinner for that.
0: And what was that process like of you? Because you said at 12, you found out you had scleroderma. Like, what was that process like? How did you find that out? Like, what was going on in your life?
1: So I actually, we moved from California at eight. And I remember we went to a lake here in Georgia. And I came out with my fingers super purple. So right, right there and then it wasn't painful or anything. But my mom was like, that's not okay. So we went to a doctor, just a regular, you know, family doctor, and she diagnosed me with arthritis. But as I got older, and that medicine wasn't helping, I got worse. So my fingers started creating like open wounds, and things like that. So we were like, that's definitely not arthritis. So we went to a rheumatologist. And that's when I was diagnosed with scleroderma and renons.
0: So when you get those diagnoses, what's the next step? Like, what happens next? Are there certain medications? Is there therapy? Like, what what happens after that?
1: So after that, I was put on medication. And during um, middle school, like 14, I was put on an infusion. So that made me lose days out of school. And the thing with me is I never told anyone I was sick or I told them I was like, I'm not feeling well, but I never told them the extent. Toward my disease, because I didn't want to be different, especially at such yeah. a young age. Um, it was hard for me to take something, let alone explain it to someone else, which I didn't even know. And so I didn't really tell anyone. So at twenty one, when I had the stroke, and I could no longer hide my illness, um, and it manifested to a way that I mean, I was ninety eight pounds, I couldn't walk anymore. Like I just didn't look myself. So that's when I started telling everyone and I opened up an Instagram because having an autoimmune disease is so rare that, like, no one around me has it. So I found a community on Instagram.
0: That's incredible. I mean, you, you put yourself out there. You went from telling nobody to showing the world kind of what was going on for you. So... Talk to me a little bit about when you very first took that step. You created that Instagram account. You made your very first post kind of telling the world what was going on. What was that feeling like for you? Was it scary? Was it, was it like a weight off of your shoulders? What was that like for you? And how did people respond?
1: So when I first started it, I remember it was I – was, I don't want to say I was depressed because I was never clinically diagnosed but I just felt really down. I mean, at 21, when everyone was going to college and living their best lives, I was on a bed, 98 pounds. I couldn't walk. I was feeling really down. And, you know, I, when I started the Instagram, I didn't start it like, um, I didn't show my face. So like okay. I would, I would just post quotes or something like that. Cause I didn't want anyone to know what I was going through. So it was more for like a healing thing for me. But when I started getting messages, that, um, you know, who are you? I love your page. You're so inspirational. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to a company to share my story. So when they released my face from my story, that's when I started posting and telling everyone, this is who I am. And it felt so liberating. <laughs> like I took like, it felt like I took off a mask.
0: That's amazing. Oh my gosh. You are I don't, I don't know what is the best term to use. That's such a brave thing to do. So that's incredible. Um, (laughs) How long ago was that when you first did that?
1: So that was at 21 or I opened up the Instagram at like 22 and I'll be 25 in like two weeks.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, happy happy birthday coming up.
1: (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, I haven't done it for long, but I love the amount of people I've reached and the people I've touched. Yeah. Because there are strangers that will send me messages saying, thank you so much for posting that or thank you for being you. And when I first started my podcast, that was the whole reason why. Because, you know, I'm 20, I'll be 25. And, you know, I'm a Mexican girl. And I know not a lot of females like to talk about their sicknesses because they're trying to get a husband or a wife or they're trying to get married and you know no one wants to come up with baggage but that's the whole purpose of self-love i want to be that older sister um and i want to show them that they can get through anything
0: so you mentioned your podcast um what is your podcast called for everybody out there
1: self-love sister
0: self-love sister i will um, put the links and everything in the description below to your podcast that's really cool um when did you start that when did you start the podcast
1: That was about like a month ago. Oh
0: my gosh, brand new.
1: Yes, we had, I was working with the podcast farm and we had originally wanted to release it in July, but I got a really bad flare up. And for those of you that don't understand, a flare up is something that you get when you have an autoimmune disease. And so it was super painful and it was on my foot and I was just dealing with a lot. So I didn't want to release a podcast when I was stressed out medically. So I waited until, like, October, and it's been great.
0: (laughs) What is the kind of goal behind the podcast? What are you looking to do with that?
1: Well, like it says in the name, self-love sister, I want to be the older sister that talks about autoimmune disease and rare stuff, but more importantly, like, self-love, like, loving yourself through all these challenges.
0: It seems like... That can often, and through the conversations I've had with people, that's often a really difficult thing is finding self-love. I've talked to a lot of people that struggle with that, a lot of people that have experienced a lot of pain, a lot of anguish, um, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Uh, Talk to me about that process for you. You You talk about how you were like 98 pounds, you couldn't really walk. Um, how did you push forward through that? Because right before we got on this podcast, you were walking all around. I I saw you walking. So (laughs) how, how did you get back to that point? Did it start with the mental? Did it start with the physical? Like, how did you get to, you know, the incredible, like inspirational person, you know, that's doing all these things and involved in all this stuff that you are today?
1: Thank you. Um, so it was that, um, I, so I had an appointment with my eye doctor But at that time, my sister was in a pageant. So my mom had to go with her because, you know, she she was like, I think, 19 at the time. So I didn't want her to go alone. And I had an eye doctor (laughs) appointment. And I remember at that moment, like I was just so down. But I told my mom, go with her, go with my sister. I'll do this on my own. I'll get an Uber (laughs) and I'll go to my eye doctor appointment. So that whole purpose, I think, of feeling that like I can do stuff even though after a stroke, and the funny thing is that the lady who drove me, she was she was uh, making something. I still remember her name. Her name was Joy. She was doing something. So where, also like her mom had an autoimmune disease. So it was like we kind of connected, and you know she gave me her number, and we stayed in touch. And it just felt like a sign, a sign from God. That, um, I can do this and there's life after a stroke. So I took that and I just said, you know what? I'm going to not really show people who I am at first. I started with like, like I said, like not showing my face. It was just quotes, but I I said, maybe some people need this. Like I needed it. You know, when I was in the hospital, I just saw Instagram models, but I didn't see any inspirational raw people out there. So I wanted to be the change.
0: That's so cool. Um, I, one thing I really like that you do, uh, just, you know, kind of going through your social media and stuff is your, what is it called? Wisdom Wednesdays. I love that. So talk to me about that. How did that start?
1: So it actually started because after the stroke, I did get a nurse, um, and she was, me and her were talking and I told her that I wanted to share my story and stuff. She's like, you should come up with the segment. And she came up with the wisdom Wednesdays. So props to her. Um, but it started with like um, just a simple casual talk, but now I turned it into an episode on my podcast and an episode on TikTok. It's just been great. A lot of people look forward to my list on Wednesdays, and I talk about self love or autoimmune disease. It just depends what I'm going through, like th- that week.
0: That's really cool. I I like the aspect talking about you know, ha- having a day of the week where people can look forward to, I've scheduled my podcast, they come out every Sunday at noon. So people that know it, you know, can rely that, you know, so I love that Wednesdays is kind of your day to talk about, you know, this topic or that topic or whatever it may be. Uh, we cannot get through this podcast without addressing what nobody's seeing out there, but your dog. Uh, so talk to me about your dog. <laughs> um, when did you get your dog? I'm such a dog person. And what does your what does your little guy mean to you?
1: So I got him at 21. I got him a few months before I got the stroke. He was like a Christmas present. So, he, you know, it was not planned at all. Um, and then when I got the stroke, he was just, I say my a supportive animal because he really motivated me to, um, you know, take him out or on the days that I didn't feel well, I was like, well, no one else is going to feed him. So he was my motivation to like push forward and he made me talk to, like, all the neighbors because everyone wanted to introduce um, Draco to them. So he got me out of my comfort zone. So that's when I realized that I love talking to people.
0: That's amazing. I always say, like, we don't deserve animals, in particular dogs. They're just, like, too good for us. Uh, so it's, yeah, it really, and for all of you out there, you can't see him, but he's the cutest little fluffy white dog. He's so adorable. Um so I, I love that, that, you know, that was a way for you to go out and kind of communicate with people and talk to people. Uh, what are the, what would you say are the things that, because you now have kind of a public persona, you, you have a podcast, you have an Instagram, people can see you, they can communicate with you. What are the things that you enjoy the most about doing this? Um, is it connecting with people? Is it getting your thoughts out there? Like, what are the things that you enjoy the most?
1: Yeah, definitely talking to people and putting my raw version out there i mean social media can be very toxic yeah. so i actually did have a high school like instagram which it was filled with people that i went to high school with so i just activated that and i put all my energy toward this one and i expressed my raw days like people can go to my instagram and see when i'm having a bad day i'm not hiding anyone or trying to pretend to be anyone i'm just being my authentic self and i think People really understand that and they can relate to it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's something that I have talked about quite a bit on my podcast is that honesty, that raw. That's a term that comes up so much raw. And your Instagram and your postings and stuff are definitely that. I love that you are both inspirational and motivational, but also honest and direct. And you say look, everybody, I'm having a bad day, um, you know, or look, I'm having a good day. It doesn't really, it doesn't skew you towards any one direction or another. It's just like, look, this is this human and this is what this is what goes on in your life. Um, so thank you for being somebody that is willing to be honest and put yourself out there. And, you know, it opens yourself up for a lot of things because it does, it opens up for negativity and ridicule and things like that. Um, But, you know, hopefully it allows you to connect with people that are maybe having some of the same thoughts you are or some of the same fears and worries and concerns. Um, So talk to me a little bit about that, your conversations with people that have maybe reached out to you or that you've talked to that are maybe have an auto, you know, immune disorder or disease or, you know, something else going on. Uh, What sort of conversations have you had with people?
1: So some people message me like um, they're, they're not, they're like really private about their illness, which I understand. Yeah. I was like that at a young age. So they just want some, what does life look like after scleroderma? Now with autoimmune disease, it's different for everyone, but um, I always tell them, this is what works for me. And this is what I dealt with. And, and I get a lot of moms as well, m- mothers that they have a disabled child that they, that they're feeling lost. Yeah. I mean, we were there. Um, we went through that. And it's very hard, especially, you know, being a mom that you can't do anything for your child. And your child is just crying in pain. So I understand. But a lot of people just say, thank you. I needed to hear that. Or thank you for being you, especially on my Wisdom Wednesdays.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wisdom Wednesdays are awesome. I watched a bunch of those. Those are really cool. Um, I, I think you touched on something that's really key is people want hope they want hope for a better future but they also don't want fake we're we're past the time where people just want fairy tale and fake people want hope but they also want to see what really happens what really goes on day to day what you know what are your struggles and i think the fact that you put that out there the fact that you show people the good and the bad and you know your ups and downs it really kind of allows you to connect with people in a very authentic way. I think the connections that you're going to have with people are going to be more authentic because they're going to believe what you're saying. They're going to trust you. And it's that kind of instant bond and connection. So kind of speaking of that, I'm very curious about this personally. What What do you look forward to in the future? What do you have going on? Like, are there things that you have? I just feel like you're capable of so much. And I'm like, I'm already excited to know what you have going on for the future. <laughs>
1: So my ultimate life goal ever since I was a child, it was funny. I've always wanted to be a TEDx speaker. Um, yeah. And when I was younger, I had a different persona of what I would have been up to. I, I would have wanted to be a lawyer. I, would have, I knew I wanted to do something like that. And But most importantly, I've always looked up to being a TEDx speaker. So my parents have always put, that, um, put those shows on me on YouTube. So while people are watching other stuff, I was watching TEDx. So that's my life. Long goal is just to be a TEDx speaker, but ultimately, I would just love to be a speaker, sharing my story and sharing how I'm growing up with this illness. Because with an illness like this, there's never an end zone; you're always going through something. And and I just want to show everyone like my journey. You know, it has no you know infinite time and date to end, but it's just a process and. Yes, there's going to be ups and downs, but there's more good times than bad times.
0: You should write a book. Just saying. You should write a book. Um, So speaking of what you just said about growing up, do you feel like having these autoimmune diseases made you, forced you to grow up faster than other people would? I mean, you were diagnosed at 12 years old. You know, that's so, so young. Um, And you're in your mid-20s now. Do you feel like it, it kind of pushed you to grow up faster? You had to become mature more quickly?
1: Yes, definitely. On top of, um, you know, when you go to the doctors, you have to understand doctor lingo because they're not, they don't talk like a regular person. They use all these big words. And I really had to, when I would talk to doctors, they would talk to me, not to my mom. So I had to be, I really had to grow up. And on top of that, you know, I'm an older sister. So I had to grow up with that as well. And, but I'm grateful for it. I you know, my mentality is very different from other people that are in their mid 20s. And I'm just glad I I live my day and I just enjoy it. I don't really plan for the future as much as I did when I was younger. I've planned for the day and I'm like, you live today because you don't know about tomorrow.
0: Yeah, something that I say often is every day is all we have. So I'm yeah. a huge believer in living every day and you are clearly doing that. Um, so you talk about, you know, I have talked about you being inspirational for other people. Who has been inspirational for you? Is there any certain people? You know, I know you talk about the TEDx, but is there any certain people that you look up to or that have helped to push you um, to to be better and keep moving forward?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, her name is Farah, and she was actually the person that inspired me to start my Instagram. So I was in the hospital. So she's a person that was that's diagnosed with scleroderma, and she's the only like person i know uh i will send you her instagram but she is she, okay so this is a funny thing so she's someone i looked up to and she's pretty famous and she was someone that i really thought i could never hold and now we're just like internet friends so that's i achieved awesome. that goal and and i made a good communication and she's gonna be on my podcast and it's just amazing the few that's awesome. Yeah. The few people that you've connected with and someone who I looked up to is I can now say she's like my soul sister. You know? And the next one would be Lewis Howe because he talks a lot about self-love, and I love that.
0: So who who is that exactly to the audience out there?
1: Who uh Lewis Howe. He's yeah. a motivational speaker and he's an author and he has a YouTube channel. He's just super inspirational. He talks a lot about Uh, self-love and living your best life and he's he's amazing and he's someone that i would love to speak to but yeah he is on a more like famous celebrity level he has like a million followers so but that is my goal
0: everybody starts somewhere you know everybody everybody starts with one follower right um something i'd like to say is whenever because i've heard people say you know oh i don't think i'll ever be at that status or this status i'm like you know what People like Michael Phelps, th- there was a first time they got into the pool. You know, there, there was, there's a first for everybody and there's, there's the starting point for everybody. But for me, I feel like you're doing things for the right reasons. You're connecting with people. You're putting positivity out there. You're being honest. You're being real. So regardless of what does come, whatever comes back to you is going to be authentic. It's going to be real and it's going to be true to yourself. Uh, so bravo for you doing that.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Um, so one other thing I'm curious about is mm-hmm. take me through a day, take me through a day for you. Uh, what does a typical day look like for you?
1: Oh gosh, it varies from day to day, but I'm going to start off with my good days. So on my good days, I'll go to the gym because I'm a huge gym person and I know it's really funny to say being disabled, but I do what I can. Yeah. So I'll start with a walk and You know, that's my day to start. It's like start fresh, no social media, just go to the gym and work out. And then I'll come home, I'll feed my dog. Then I'll take a list of all my medications (laughs) because I take medications like I take like a shot of medication. So I take like six pills a day, three times a day. So So that's always fun. But I mean, most of the time when I'm editing um, my podcast episodes, I'm doing Instagram. I'm doing a lot of TikToks. So that's my day. When I'm having a bad day, I just lay in bed all day. And it's very stressful when you want to do something and you can't. But I'm just grateful for the social media part because I can lay down and you can do it all through the phone. So that's the best thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you talked about earlier, social media is a really incredible tool, Um, or it can be a really destructive tool. Um, But I think that people like you are using it in a really beautiful and positive way. And I think that's what we need more of because it's so easy to use it negatively or to be mean to people or whatever it is. But when you have somebody out there that can say, hey, I understand you. I get you. I've gone through this. I'm, you know, I don't know you, but I'm here to support you. I think that's a really incredible thing. So thank you for, for doing that and being the person you are.
1: Thank you so much. And that really means a lot, especially growing up when social media was very it was a very toxic place and and yes for me i was scared to put myself out there but you know i live by a quote that says you have to be the change so if you want to change something you have to start off with one person so
0: 100 percent. everything starts with one person um I love that. Kim, thank you for doing this. This was really amazing to talk to you and just get a glimpse into your life. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I would love to connect with you more down the road. Um, If you don't mind, before we're done, I always like to do a fun little Q&A. Is that cool?
1: Oh yes. I'm ready
0: for it. <laughs> awesome. You're so quick. I love this about you. I like ask you something and you're just, boom, you have an answer instantly. <laughs> I love that. So I'm really looking forward to listening to your podcast, which is self-love sister, right? Yes. And
1: awesome. I would so, love to have you as a guest.
0: <laughs> I would love to do that. I, I didn't want to be presumptuous and say, Hey, I want to be on your podcast, <laughs> but I would love to do that. And we'll connect after this about that. Perfect. Um, so for the Q and uh, I always start with, uh, what is your favorite late night snack?
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, what? Uh, well, hmm. okay. So on my good days, I will love to have ice cream, or if not, hot Cheetos. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I love going into that. Typically, I I I stay to fruits though. Green apple. Oh, okay. Typically.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, if it is ice cream, what kind of ice cream?
1: Vanilla ice cream with sprinkles.
0: Oh, classic! I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, what is your dream vacation?
1: Good at going to Paris. For Paris,
0: sure. gorgeous. That's awesome. I, I've always wanted to go. Never been. Always wanted to go. Um, yeah. Tell me about some things or something that makes you sad.
1: You know what? Seeing, um, like, young people try to give up on their life. Like, yeah. I've, you know, having this autoimmune disease, you go to, you know, a hospital and you see all these people and when I had a stroke, there was I I had therapy, so I was in a therapy for six months, like an actual facility, and it was just me, and I was the youngest person there. I was 21, and I would see all these other people that also live with strokes, and they were just done. I mean, life, I mean, for them, they were like, no, I've had kids, you know, I have grandchildren, I'm done. And that's so sad to me, <laughs> because, you yeah. know, there's life after a stroke, and I want to be that change.
0: That's amazing. Um, On the opposite side, tell me about things that make you happy.
1: Seeing my family fulfill their goals and dreams and, you know, seeing my dog happy.
0: (laughs) Of course the dog, because you got like the cutest dog ever. Um, (laughs) And last question, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Mm, To try to just be happy and live in the moment.
0: Um to say that I have enjoyed talking to you would be an understatement. I think you are just a fantastic person and uh, I love what you put out there in the world. I I've went through so much of your Instagram and you know your your Wisdom Wednesdays and I'm going to continue to be a fan. Um I think that we need more people in the world like you. So Uh, you know, continue doing what you're doing. I'm going to be a fan. um, And I would love to be on your podcast someday. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, But just thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And it's been so nice meeting you.
1: Thank you. Nice meeting you as well. And thank you for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to you being a guest for my podcast.
0: Yes. Awesome. Um, Well, I hope you have a great night. And for everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.